Hello and welcome to Weekly MTG. I'm your host, Blake Rasmussen, but today you're here to hear from Director of Play Programs, Billy Jensen, sitting over my left shoulder over here. Yeah, uh, we're just a few feet apart. Just a few <laughs> feet apart, right nearby. Uh, thanks for joining us, Billy. Uh, we are going to spend today talking about play, all kinds of play programs. Uh, we're going to talk RCQ updates, uh, the announcement we made last week. We're going to dive into that, talk a little bit more about the details and why and what and all that sort of jazz. We are going to unveil the next round of play promos. And then uh, Billy and I are going to spend some time gushing about the upcoming Return to Tabletop Pro Tour in Philadelphia at Pro Tour 1. Uh, I'm already going to start. I'm super excited for this. Um, we had the, the meeting this morning, and it's, it's, it's bringing back all the feelings. I don't know about you, Billy. I don't remember any Pro Tours. No, um, yeah, I, I'm very happy to, to be going. I'm very happy happy to be a part of bringing the Pro Tour back. I'm excited to see a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time and yeah. hopefully, you know, make some new friends even. So yeah. I can't wait. My flight's in about a little over a week and I'm really looking forward to it. Same. Uh, okay, we'll get we'll get to the Pro Tour in a little bit, although you'll probably hear us interject about that now and then. That's how excited we are for it. Uh, first, before we get into it, uh, a couple reminders for today. Uh, first of all, uh, Phyrexia All Will Be One is releasing digitally today, so on Magic Gathering Arena and Magic the Gathering Online, uh, it is available today. Uh, additionally, if you are uh, one of the players who came out for the huge pre-releases uh, we had this past weekend and enjoyed Phyrexia All Will Be One, remember that uh, Magic Con Philly has a ton of ways to play with Phyrexia All Will Be One. Plus a ton of ways to play other things. Um, yeah, like I said, we were going through the presentation this morning and the, the hall and the play space and everything is absolutely huge. So if you haven't purchased your tickets to Magic on Philly yet, yet there is still time. Um, all right, well, let's talk about the RCQ updates to kick things off. So we, we did announce these on social last week. We're gonna have an article going up uh, at the conclusion of this show. But Billy, why don't you tell us a little bit about what change we made to the RCQs and why? Yeah, so um, over the last year, we've we've had two and a half qualifying rounds. Um, a piece of feedback that I often received as well as observed in, in community discussion was that it was somewhat hard for players to participate in sort of a robust way in the system because there were just so many available formats. Mm -hmm. um, so to sort of try to alleviate that concern and, and listen to the feedback, what we decided to do was make each regional championship qualifying round um, adhere to a specific constructed format with a limited option for places that whatever, you know, like to play limited or, or don't have a huge audience for that specific format. So mm -hmm. like we said last week, um, season two, round one is going to be pioneer. Season two, round two is going to be modern. And the plan for season two, round three will be standard though. That's, that's still about a year away. Yeah, about a year away. Okay, so Pioneer, then Modern, and that answers one of the first questions in chat, which is Modern Qualifiers, when? 
uh, which was that's I know when. <laughs> that's when. Um, actually, you know what? Speaking of when, because you just named off um, a couple uh, seasons and everything, let's let's align ourselves on what all of these dates mean. So if we can put the uh, upcoming dates graphic up on the screen. Okay, so Pro Tour Philadelphia, you, you might hear us talk about that here and there. Uh, and then Pioneer RCQ round. So that is the qualifying path that will get you to PT3. That starts April 22nd and runs through August 20th. Pro Tour- That's actually for PT, that's actually for PT4. Oh, it is Just, for PT4. Oh, we have that yeah. wrong on the graphic. Okay, apologies. We're off by one. Off by one. Okay. Sorry about that. I should have caught that. Uh, and then Pro Tour 2, which is Minneapolis, uh, May 5th through 7th. Uh, that one is happening in Minneapolis. Then we've got May 20th through July 2nd is the regional championship. Is that one still for PT3? That's for PT3. Yeah. Okay, great. That feeds Barcelona, which is happening July 28th through 30th. And then the uh, September to December, we'll have the exact dates coming up. Uh, but that'll be the modern RCQ round, which will head towards PT4. Five, and then five. five, five. All right, so we bump those <laughs> numbers up on the RCQ rounds. And then September yeah. 3rd to November 26th, regional championships for PT4. Uh, and then the, uh, the standard RCQ round that he alluded to will be sometime in early 2024. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. Another point I want to just make is um, for the sake of, you know, required formats or whatever, um, there are ways to qualify for the regional championship outside of regional championship qualifiers. There's the obvious digital path mm -hmm. um, that doesn't necessarily adhere to these formats. I mean, in the case of Arena, for instance, you can't play modern um, and, uh, you know, and Pioneer. Um, so digital and what we call destination events, which are events that take place outside the WPN store, which vary by region, those are still up to the organizer. Um, so it's definitely still possible uh, in most cases to qualify for the regional championships playing different formats. However, mm -hmm. the in-store play will be focused on those things to make it easier for players to communicate across regions, state lines, and content creators have something to focus on to produce content to make sure they're hitting majority of their audience mm -hmm. and not just like, you know, throwing darts. Well, you know, 30% are going to play this this weekend and 20% are going to play this. So um, we hope this allows people to focus on a format. We hope it allows us to really showcase those formats and we hope it alleviates some of the concerns people had and, and were voicing over the first you know, three rounds. Yeah. No, I remember um, early on listening to the the podcast that um, Jerry and Brian have, uh, Arena Deckless podcast, I think it's called. And they, they were talking about the fact they wanted to participate in multiple events one weekend after another, but one was modern, one was pioneer, and, ha you know, keeping up with both formats, um, having decks for both was a challenge even for them. And so that was kind of the feedback that you were trying to address here, correct? Yeah, they they are one piece of that feedback, but I I heard it, I saw it, I guess, repeatedly in in social media spaces, and also when I was on the ground at the first United States Regional Championship in Atlanta, I had several players come up to me, um, provide providing various pieces of feedback, and that was a very common one. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I also liked what you said about uh, content creators. It's, it has felt a little, uh, as, as someone who lives in the content creation space, it, it's felt a bit scattered about, you know, so-and-so is talking about modern, so-and-so is talking about pioneer, so-and-so is talking about standard um, and then limited. And, and it is nice to allow content creators to all focus on a thing at the same time. And then you get a lot of people all talking about the same format. It feels like that um, communal experience a bit more. I totally agree. I think content creators are very important to the ecosystem. I think sort of helping them with some guidance on a clear path that can touch and impact the most of their viewers, readers, listeners, whatever mm -hmm. um, medium they happen to be on um, is a good thing to do. And I hope that everybody enjoys the system in, you know, this sort of next iteration. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, we are going to be taking questions throughout the show. So if you have questions, go ahead and put them in chat. Uh, if they're relevant to the thing we're talking about, we'll answer them right then and there if I spot them. Otherwise, we'll hold them for the Q&A section at the end. Um, so here's a good question um, from Frank Carson. Of course, it's a great question. All right. Uh, Billy, is the vision to match RCQ formats with the corresponding regional championship and pro tour? For example, a modern RCQ season qualifying for a modern regional championship, which in turn feeds a modern pro tour. Good question. So the answer is partly yes. For season two, the RCQ rounds will match the RC, but the RC will not necessarily match the pro tour. Mm -hmm. um, a big part of the reason is when you get to talking about RCQ round to RC to pro tour, you're covering such a wide length of time like, you know, nine months roughly, mm -hmm. maybe slightly longer in some cases, maybe slightly shorter in others. Um, it's not always the case that the format we want to be showcasing is the same at that interval. Mm -hmm. um, I think that once you're getting to the Pro Tour, expecting people to learn a second format is a reasonable ask and, or a different format, maybe a second format is the wrong word. Um, but at least for season two, the RCQ rounds will match the RC, but not necessarily the Pro Tour. Mm -hmm. um, though we'll have more information about the Pro Tour formats at a later date. Okay. Um, with this change, here's another question from chat. Um, do you envision there being more standard uh, format regional championships? Um, the round that's fed by standard will have standard RCs. I think the first year, um, the first year is going to have one, the second year is going to have one. So I think that number should be pretty much equal in terms of mm -hmm. the number of regional championships. Okay. Um, are we still getting limited RCQs, RCs, and PTs? This is because a lot of the fo focus is on formats, but it's good to underline the, the limited part as well. Yeah, so the RCQ form, the RCQs are left up to the organizer. So for example, in round four, the organizer can choose between Pioneer and Limited. Uh, in round five, or season two, round one, Pioneer and Limited. Season two, round two, Modern or Limited. And season three, or season two, round three, Standard or Limited. Um, mm -hmm. There's no current plan for the regional championships to have a limited component, though we are continuing to keep the limited component of the Pro Tour. All right. 
Um, I have a number of questions kind of in this same space, so I'll just ask it generally. Um, as, as we're going through the number of slots given to different regions, given to different digital paths, um, do you all continually review the number of slots to make sure it's appropriate for attendance and all that sort of stuff? The number of slots specifically you're asking from like qualifier from like, to RC? From, uh, from RC, to, from Pro RC Tour. to Pro Tour. Yeah, so we regularly take a holistic view of the system. Um, I will say that I think one thing that people have a tendency to do is only look at the size of an RC when trying to make the argument for the number of slots from that RC. Mm -hmm. And when taking a more holistic view, I'll just give you an example. I don't want you to infer anything specific about what I'm saying, but when one person goes and plays in an RCQ, how often does that person end up playing in the Pro Tour? is also a very important metric. Hmm. Okay. Um, all right, I think that covers us for questions for now. There is a question about uh, event discussion. Um, we'll talk about MagicCon Philadelphia in a moment. Um, well, actually, you know what? This is a good question. Billy, you, you were a longtime player. Do you have any advice uh, how to prepare for playing standard in small communities where only Pioneer and Modern have been played for the last two to three years? Well, in my opinion, in terms of, if I'm reading the question literally, apologies if I'm not, like if you're asking about the best way to prepare, I think Arena is a very effective way to prepare for standard. Mm -hmm. um, now, if you're asking about how to prepare including like the mechanics of using paper cards. That's a more challenging question. That's probably pretty specific to your area. Um, I had a lot of success and I don't know if this is the best advice, but I had a lot of success just networking and making friends and finding people to play with, especially when I was younger and up and coming. Um, mm -hmm. Of course I played in magic tournaments before we had the internet in my house. So like <laughs> we're talking about a different era. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's a lot of standard played on Magic Arena. Um, I definitely think it's a great place to test your ideas and test your chops. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, feel free to keep putting RCQ, um, Regional Championship, uh, Pro Tour, and format focus questions in chat. We'll grab them as we can. Uh, but we do want to unveil the next round of promos as well. So these are promos you can get for participating in or doing well in uh, the RCQ, RRC, uh, PT system. So let's take a look at the first one. And this is Unholy Heat with uh, art by Cabral, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, this is the RCQ participation promo. Billy, do you want to talk a little bit about this one? And uh, for those who haven't seen the, the secret layer promos before. Yeah, secret layer prize cards, I think. Um... And this is the participation prize for uh, season two, round one, the Pioneer season mm -hmm. um, on Holy Heat. Uh, two damage target creature, Planeswalker, and with Delirium, six damage, extremely efficient, powerful removal uh, for just one mana, uh, and pretty awesome art, in my opinion. Yeah, 
fantastic. All right, next one, we have Eldritch Evolution Top Finishers. So, uh, Billy, who does this one go to? So this is for top finishers in RCQs, um, often the top eight. It could be slightly more, slightly less, depending on the specific event. Um, and this is sort of like a, a one-time birthing pod, but that goes up the chain a bit harder. Um, three mana, sacrifice a creature. Search your library for a creature with converted mana cost X or less, where X is two plus the sacrifice creature's mana value. Mm -hmm. uh, another card with really cool art. You can kind of see the, I don't know, is that a werewolf mutating or being mutated oh, into? God, I can't I tell. No. <laughs> it's wild, whatever it is. We could look up the art description. We have that power. Uh, okay, so those are the RCQ promos and then the regional or prize cards. Uh, regional championships, we have this beauty. Ugin the Spirit. I love Dragon. this card. Yeah, this is fantastic. Uh, I've. I've played a lot of Ugin. Um, this is going to go to all uh, participants in regional championships of season two, round one. Um, Ugin the Spirit Dragon, super powerful planeswalker. Uh, I think shows up a lot in big mana decks uh, due to the minus X being able to just have tremendous impact, clear the board right mm -hmm. as Ugin comes onto the battlefield. Um, Ugin is one of those unique cards that's capable of just getting in play and basically winning the game all by itself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, those three promos are available for uh, participating in an RCQ, doing well at an RC, doing well enough to qualify at an RCQ, and then also participating in a regional championship. Uh, we are so those are for the upcoming uh, season. We do have a season currently going on, which still uses the whatever format uh, local stores want to run. But there are promos going, our uh, prize cards going on for those right now. Uh, we've got Mystical Dispute. So that's the current yeah. RCQ participation one. Yeah, with really awesome art. Um, Mystical Dispute's basically been a staple in plenty of main decks and a lot of sideboards ever since it got printed. Um, cheap, efficient counter magic that's even cheaper and more efficient against opposing counter magic or blue cards. Mm -hmm. um, this is the season one round three RCQ participation prize card um, and a real beauty in my opinion. Yeah. And then next up is, uh, this is probably my favorite one so far, Thing in the Ice. Yeah. yeah this, this is really cool too. Um, this is another card that's seen a fair amount of play over the past few years. Um, probably most notably in Modern Phoenix a while back, at least that I can think of, at mm -hmm. least in my time. Um, <laughs> it, it got played awesome a little bit in Pioneer too, yeah. In Pioneer too, yep. Yeah. Uh, a flip card, uh, when, you know, cast four spells, flip it, bounce everything, and have a 7-8 on like the fourth or fifth turn. Very yeah. powerful, very cool looking art. You can literally see it in the ice and breaking out of the ice. Um, a big fan of that prize card. Yep. And then finally, uh, this is the current regional championship participation prize card. Yeah, so this will be the third regional championship uh, participation prize card, Snapcaster Mage, um, on the short list of best creatures of all time. Mm -hmm. um, really awesome art and uh, really awesome card. Uh, now there have been there were a couple of good questions in chat about these um, that were pointing out that um, 
some of the prize cards for the Pioneer season aren't Pioneer cards. Um, can you talk a little bit about the timing of how that was determined and, and how that played out? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the cards were just sort of, look, I mean, when we have to sort of do requests to get these kind of assets done, the timeline is very long. Um, the decision to do the format change happened after these requests. So it's mm -hmm. true that potentially you could play an RCQ and get a really cool prize card that's not legal in that format, but hopefully it'll be legal in the next season or just cool in, you know, another deck that you have for a different format or just special to you in some way. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, they'll definitely see play. Um, let's see. Trying to see which of these questions we can answer. So uh, there is a question about pricing and prizing for regional championships and regional championship uh, qualifiers. Um, it, it is worth noting, I don't know if you want to expand on this, but it is worth noting that those are set by those tournament organizers. And so um, it depends on the regional tournament organizer. It depends on the store. It, it varies from place to place. Do you, do you want to add anything to that? No, I think that pretty much sums it up. Okay. Um, all right. So next, uh, you can keep putting questions in chat. We'll grab them as we can. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Pro Tour coming up. Now, obviously, it's being housed inside of Magic Con Philadelphia. All of this is happening the 17th through the 19th. So as Billy said, we're, we're flying out there next week. We're really excited about it. Uh, Billy, what, tell us a little bit about what we can expect from the return to Tabletop Pro Tours. Um, well, we've got two days of coverage, three days of coverage, excuse me, don't get mad at me. Um, <laughs> um, we have, it's basically the, the structural format of the Pro Tour is similar to Pro Tours of old. 16 rounds, six rounds of draft, 10 rounds of Pioneer, with the Pioneer Top 8. Um, I am super duper excited to see the return to Tabletop Limited. I feel like it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, I am intending to be there bright and early and walk around and take in as much of the action as I can. Um, I'm quite curious to see if one of the legends makes a return, takes down the first Pro Tour of the new system, or if some of our new up-and-comers um, Maybe our world champion, Nathan mm -hmm. Stoyer, some, you know, somebody like that sort of starts to leave their mark on the new system. Um, one thing's for sure, uh, we should see some very high level competition and I'm expecting an awesome event. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it will be really interesting because we, there was always this dance between the new players and, and the old guard. And um, we've now had this multi-year pandemic gap where uh, a lot of play has been digital, which has brought up a lot of younger players. Um, and we often, in the past, saw new players infused into the system through digital play. Um, Reed Duke was one of them, and, and now he's he is among the old guard. Um, yeah. How are you expecting that to play out at this Pro Tour? Well, you know, if you look at the World Championship that we had in, what was it, November? Mm -hmm. um, I would say that the the old guard didn't fail didn't fare so great against the new guard. Um, that that you know, Ilya Cassis 
he made top four. The rest of the top four, I think, were, were pretty new or at least younger players. Um, I think that just based on my interactions with many of them in the, in the player lounge at that event and stuff, uh, a lot of them have the fire and they're ready to prove something. Mm-hmm. And I would not be surprised to see them do that. Okay. Um, for coverage, can you talk a little bit for, for those who, you know, may be new to our system, what can people expect from coverage over those couple of days? Um, so we can put the graphic back up maybe. Mm-hmm. So on Friday and Saturday, the 17th and 18th, we'll be starting at those times, 11 Eastern. Um, I think the plan is to basically have some pre-roll so we get to show a lot of magic uh, without a lot of interruption for a while as we catch up to the day. Mm -hmm. And then on Sunday, um, I think that it'll be somewhat similar, although I think we're starting at the same time as the tournament itself. Um, And I know that there'll be later in the day for people on site that the, uh, the coverage will be moved to the, to the main stage. Yeah. And I did see a question in chat about the, um, the on-site talent who's going to be hosting this thing. So I'll read it off real quick. So there is, if you head to dailymtg.com right now or magic.gg, uh, you can see the Pro Tour Phyrexia Viewer's Guide, which is going to have a lot of this information. Uh, but for those of you following along on this, uh, so it's going to be a lot of familiar faces. So um, uh, Maria Bartoldi, um, Alias V, Paul Chion, Cedric, Marshall, Manny, Corey, um, all of those uh, folks are going to be present and uh, doing a lot of the coverage. So it's, it's going to feel very familiar. All the goats. All, all the best at what they do. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited for that part. I'm going to be on site as well. So I don't know how much coverage I'm going to get to watch, but I'm definitely going to wander around the Pro Tour Hall and just, just watch matches like we did back in the old days. Do you, do you, the good old days, the good old days. Do you miss, uh, competing at these sort of events? Yeah, I do. Um, look, I, I'm 40, I'm getting old. It was a lot, (laughs) like it was a lot of work, a lot of Mm -hmm. effort to try to do really well. Um, a lot of that was fun, but, uh, I don't know. By the time I was towards the end of my career, when I, you know, when I first started playing Magic, I was going to the Pro Tours. I lived for it. I would go, I'd play the Pro Tour. I'd stay up six hours after the Pro Tour drafting and sleep for four hours and do it all again. Mm-hmm. By the end of my career, it was like I play the Pro Tour and I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. Do I, do I really <laughs> want to go to dinner? I could just go to bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. so I do miss it because I love competition, but um, I'm also happy doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, all right. We got a couple questions here. Um, so Philadelphia has direct, uh, qualifying, uh, PTQs. So just straight up pro tour qualifiers. Is it the intention to hold additional PTQs at upcoming magic cons as well? Like Minneapolis and Barcelona. Um, I don't think we have the event schedule out yet for Minneapolis and Barcelona. Um, definitely we'll see how it goes in Philadelphia. I wouldn't rule it out. Maybe I'd even say it's likely, but mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily in a position to say with absolute certainty today that's what's going to happen. Okay. Um, is the number of PT invites given out for Philly in line with what you were aiming for? 
Um, good question. So a goal of our system was to get to about 300 people, mm -hmm. plus or minus a few, um, once it hits its stride. Now, one challenge we had with the beginning of a new system is we don't really have, you know, for example, the adjustment match point system looks back at the three previous Pro Tours. Well, right now we don't really have three previous Pro Tours to look at. So we did things like um, take people from the Streets of New Capenicet Championship. And um, we tried to calibrate pretty specifically numbers. Um, the first Pro Tour in Philadelphia is gonna be a little bit smaller uh, I don't know the exact number of how many butts we're going to have in seats, but I think it's going to be closer to 250 than 300, maybe even slightly lower. And as things hit stride and we do have stuff to look back on, um, we'll get to the point of about um, about 300 over time. Yep. Um, okay, I, I am seeing multiple questions about GPs and, and Magic Fests. That's what Magic Cons are. Um, so if, if the questions are, are we going to see Magic Fests again? That's what Magic Con essentially is. Um, but if there's a different question in there, feel free to ask it. Um, let's see. Next question. Uh, someone asked about Command Fests. Will we see Command Fests again? Yeah, um, that's being worked on. I don't have a ton to share, but Command Fests will be back. Yeah, yeah, we've That's we've actually talked. We we have talked about announcement dates. We've gotten that far along. And, yeah, yep. sure. Yep. There you go. Um, let's see. Okay, so here's the more specific question: Will Magic Con feature an open main event like a Grand Prix? Um, the two marquee competitive events at Magic Con Philadelphia are the Secret Layer Showdown. Um, There'll be a secret layer showdown at each MagicCon for this year. Uh, the 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 winner receiving a uh, a very awesome looking. I actually saw one physically for the first time like three days ago. Um, very awesome looking brainstorm. Um, mm -hmm. There'll only be four to be won this year, and um, with the top thirty-two at each location winning an awesome Ragavan, and then a participation prize card, Fatal Push. Um, so that's one of the marquee uh, competitive events. And the other one in Philadelphia is the PTQ. Mm -hmm. um, if we continue to iterate on those things, uh, which which we may do, and you know there may be more things, we may iterate on those. Uh, we'll have that information later. I don't really have anything extra to share in that regard right now. OK. Uh... And we saw, I saw a question about when are we going to have more information on Magic Fest Mini or Magic Con Minneapolis? Uh, that information, I believe, we're aiming for sometime in March. So uh, look for more information on Minneapolis in March. Um, we did have a question about when are you going to start streaming paper tournaments again? February 17th, turn it to twitch.tv <laughs> slash magic. Uh, but seriously, um, it, it, it has been a long time for all of us uh, who've been in the building waiting to do this again. We love doing these events. We love streaming tabletop magic. Uh, we love hosting these events. And um, yeah, I, I don't know that we can say anything more good about it. Just so, yeah, yes. February 17th through 19th. We're really excited to, to bring Pro Tour Philadelphia. 
Um, are there expected to be any bans coming before Pro Tour 1? I don't know. <laughs> I'm certainly not expecting any, but I'm not promising there won't be I, any. I think, I think, yeah, I think the answer is no <laughs> at this point. Um, God, they're going to run off as a Reddit thread. Billy Jensen says there may be bans before the event. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're fine to test. Um, all right, next question. When is the list for the 2023-2024 regional organizers going to be published? That's season two? Sure. It just says 2023. Right? 20, uh, well, I guess. Yeah, 2023-2024. If that's season yeah. two, then yeah, that's, then, yeah, that's we're been in published. That. Okay. Yeah. So what they currently are. Yeah. Um, you may or may not be able to answer this. I'm not sure how um, deep uh -oh. into this you are. Um, can we expect updates to event link? There are some features that would be excellent to add to event link. Um, let's see. I am actually somewhat involved in this. I've, I have a, I'm in a fair amount of conversations about it. I don't really want to say yes and not be able to give you a timeline, but I definitely yeah. don't want to say no. So I guess the answer is I think so. And I hope so. Work is, being, work is being done, but we don't have anything to announce publicly. Okay. Right. Um, why did I just see a shouldered in a one draft? Um, you can get the concept praters in draft packs. And the concept praters are all of the praters that have been printed uh, since call time. The kind of one ofs here and there. So you can see any one of the old uh, the oldish praters not the old old praters but the new old praters um will there be viewing areas at the pro tour so yes and no the player lounge i believe that the plan is for the player lounge to have a muted feed um, of the stream mm -hmm. and uh the main stage sunday afternoon again i think the time i heard was 2 30 that the main stage will flip over to coverage of the top eight. Okay. Um, will we hear anything about a return or reboot of the Hall of Fame within the near to medium term? I hope so. Yeah, you're talking to a member of the Hall of Fame. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely the right person to have in there. Um, all right, let's see. Are there plans to expand promotion and advertising for the Pro Tour and other pro-level events? A large amount of viewers on my stream, who are obviously fairly engaged, have no idea the Pro Tour is happening. The paper is back, etc. Many folks were unaware that Worlds happened either. Can we expect more of a promotional push this year with the return of the Pro Tour? What do you think, Blake? <laughs> I, I Yes, yeah, so um, I guess this is more my space. Um, <laughs> The answer is yes. So there is a lot that we are relearning. Um, you know, it's been several years since we've done these tabletop pro tours. Digital, um, the digital events that we've had, in a sense, have, um, have have different paths for people knowing that they're happening, etc. And so we're relearning a lot. There's a lot of new people in place. Um, so yes. Now you're especially going to see a lot in the coming weeks. So for people who are already qualified, they know. 
So we don't have to tell them about the Pro Tour. For people who are just tuning in to watch, this is about the time we start uh, marketing and advertising and talking about the Pro Tour because you don't need four months notice to know that um, the, the Pro Tour is back for your viewing. So um, you'll notice DailyMTG, Magic.gg, there's multiple pieces of content today that point to the Pro Tour. Um, we have pieces of content, I think it's every day between now and the Pro Tour on both of those sites. We'll support them on social, etc. So I would imagine that um, engaged, not engaged, um, awareness of the Pro Tour and viewing the Pro Tour will go up as we go on. That's another reason we did this stream um, with this kind of timing is we wanted to make people aware that the Pro Tour is back. So yes, uh, but also we are just kicking off our marketing right now. All right, let's see. Um, is there still a chance that panels for MagicCon Philadelphia are going to be streamed? So no, here's what's going to happen. This is a great segue for me to talk about this because I'm going to be on a panel. Yay. Um, so I am doing the uh, March of the Machine first look panel on Sunday. Super exciting panel. Obviously, we want people to see that. It will not be streamed live, but what we'll be doing is recording it and literally taking that and immediately putting it onto YouTube. So um, on Sunday, after the panel's done, we'll take that file. We'll get it processed, we'll get it uploaded, and you'll be able to see the March of the Machine first look. We're going to do that with every panel except for uh, Game Nights Live, uh, which is, is just too long and doesn't really make sense to do the same way. So they're not going to be live streamed, but they will all be available on YouTube after the fact. Um, yeah, great. Uh, will there be a weekly MTG next week? No. So uh, we are taking next week off as we all head to Philadelphia. That's the panel is basically replacing what would have been next Tuesday. So weekly MTG is off on Tuesday, but you'll see us on the following Sunday and then a couple days after that as well. Uh, okay, back to questions for Billy. Uh, is there any discussion about having RCQ invites passed down? Um, there's certainly a lot of discussion around it. Um, that is mostly a partner question though. Mostly mm -hmm. that's up to the organizer of how they, how they run their stuff. Um, in general, I will say, I don't, I, I understand the desire, but, um, I think, you know, having people playing in tournaments where they're already qualified and creating misaligned incentives often leads to outcomes that are not ideal and sort of feel bads for people who are in those tournaments playing against people who are already qualified. Mm -hmm. Just my two cents, not that, you know, that's the be all end all. Um, I, I respect the fact that some people who are already qualified want to play and, and stuff too. So I get both sides, but um, I sort of come down on the other side of it, I guess, on a personal level. All right. Um, will there be something cool in organized play for the 30th anniversary, like the 25th Team Trio, um, other than products? Um, we are working on some stuff. I don't think there's anything we can say about it, but um, I, I will say um, Magic's actual like 30th birthday is the beginning of August. So 
think in that time frame. So we, we've been celebrating, yeah, we've been celebrating the 30th anniversary uh, uh, since uh, late last year because we wanted to. And uh, but but Magic's actual 30th birthday is uh, beginning of August. So look for more things in that space, which we'll talk about later. Uh, let's see. Uh, we just have a compliment on your uh, very cool Moxon display, Billy. Thank you. Yeah. Um, will Billy play on the Pro Tour? No, he's not allowed. I was not too good. Allowed. They said you can't play That's, anymore. <laughs> so we hired him, and yeah. <laughs> uh, there are a number of questions about um, revitalization or, or helping paper standard uh, attendance and, and play and that sort of stuff. Can you talk to that at all? Yeah. Um... It's really, I kind of have given this answer before. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this with certainty. Like we, we know, uh, we wizards, also me, I know, standard is not in the best place. We appreciate that there are many people, partners, stores, players, who would like it to be in a better place. We are discussing it and we're trying to come up with a robust plan of what to do um those discussions are very much ongoing um and we're going to try our best to do what's best for you know magic and the community and the and competitive play and everything in the aggregate mm -hmm. um i don't know what that's going to look like that's just the truth i don't yep fair enough um Will old event coverage, which was temporary loss and website update, return in the near future? So we are working on um, pulling in a lot of stuff that was that is not currently up, uh, but I don't have a timeline or anything like that for you. Is limited still the best format? Yep. Uh, it's, it's Canadian Highlander. Sorry. <laughs> I'm impartial. I'm supposed to be impartial. <laughs> All right, I think that that covers um, all of the questions that we can answer and haven't already. Um, yes, there is going to be an update on the RCQ. St artic that article on the RCQ update is either up or going up shortly. That will also contain the new promos, the Unholy Heat, Eldritch Evolution, and Ugin the Spirit Dragon. Um, can we go ahead and, yes, uh, there was an error on the important dates slide earlier. It had the wrong, oh, look at that. It's been fixed. Um, so those are the upcoming important dates, February 17th through 19th. And then uh, Pioneer RCQ round starts April 22nd. And look at that, Stibbs put the article in chat. Um, there is no timeline for any more BNR announcements at this time. I will answer that one. All right, here's a good question to end on, Billy. Um, right. Big Strokes 
It says our, it says we, but I'll, I'll ask for you specifically. Are you happy with where organized play is at slash is going? I assume you have a vision for what you'd like to see. Do you think we're getting closely to, uh, do you think we're getting closer to that? Good question. I, I like the direction we're headed in. I like the fact that organized play exists now in a space that's predominantly tabletop mm -hmm. while still providing avenues, um, you know, to people who are, are primarily interested in digital. I think we're trending in the right direction. I think we're doing a lot of things right. Um, I don't want to get too much into specifics, but um, mm -hmm. I definitely think there's things we can improve. Like I said, we regularly take a holistic view of what's going on. And, um, you know, we've been up and running for, I don't know, we announced the system in March 2022. It's February 2023. We haven't run our first pro tour yet. Uh, do I think everything is perfect? No. Mm -hmm. Do I think things are trending well? I do. I think the structure of the system is sound. Um, I will continue to do my best and the team will continue to do their best to improve everything we can and provide the best customer, player, whatever experience that we can. Um, I do listen to feedback and I do try my best to, you know, it's hard to make everybody happy too. It's not uncommon to get two very conflicting pieces of feedback within five minutes of each other. Um, but uh, yeah, I do think that um, over time we can continue to, to grow premier play, competitive play. Um, and that sort of just starts with, with the players. Um, I, I, I like the fact that we can provide, you know, the experience of competition to me certainly is one that you really can't replicate. So mm -hmm. the fact that we can provide that to our players, it means a lot to me. And I hope to continue to provide that experience in a more meaningful and more impactful way. All right. I think that's a great place to end. So um, for uh, everyone who missed the top of the show, you can head to uh, either dailyntg.com or magic.gg to get the update on the RCQ change as well as the uh, new promos coming in the next round. Uh, for everyone who is as excited for the return of tabletop as we are, let's put the uh, graphic back up. Perfect. Uh, Pro Tour Phyrexia starts February 17th through 19th. Uh, it'll be running the 17th, 18th, and 19th. Uh, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the 17th and 18th. Sunday will kick off a bit earlier at 9 a.m. And we'll have Draft. We'll have Pioneer. It'll be on twitch.tv slash magic. Um, tabletop magic is returned. Get excited. Get hyped. Um, Weekly MTG, as I said, will not be on next Tuesday. We are shifting that show over to Philadelphia. We're going to be on the main stage on Sunday early afternoon, and then uh, the March of the Machine first look will show up on YouTube after that. In the meantime, thank you, Billy, for joining us and answering a bunch of questions. Thanks for having me. And uh, thank you, everyone, and we'll see you next week-ish. <laughs>